welcome back to another episode of Crazy Not Rich Asians. I'm Carmen, and today's episode is kind of all over the place, so I'm not going to bother doing a coherent intro for it, so let's just get into it. The book I finished is called In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. And Searle is pretty accomplished, I would say. One of her books called Famous in Love became a TV show and it starred the nasty, messy Bella Thorne. That's not what I'm talking about today, but... And I feel like when books become a brand of its own, like with TV shows and its own movies and its own, you know, products and all this stuff, I feel like that is when an author is, like, truly peaked. I don't want to say peaked, but it's just, like, a gold star for them. Like, that's, like, amazing. It's like Harry Potter, Gossip Girl, like those two things are iconic now and they just started from, you know, like regular, regular books, but now it's not, it's it's a whole thing on its own. With that in mind, I thought this book, the In Five Years, the most recent one, was going to be a good book because of, you know, the author's previous history, but this book is whack. Like, I don't understand how it received like four to five stars on Goodreads, Amazon, Google, and probably Indigo. Like, I don't understand who was reviewing that. I don't really know what they were reviewing because they sure weren't reviewing this book. Because if they were, they, they're they delusional. Like, that's just fact. They're delusional because this book is not good at all. I'm gonna give you a summary of it, okay? And I'm gonna give you the whole thing because I don't really think anyone else is gonna be reading this. And if you were gonna be reading this book, then just pause here, okay? Pause. Okay, so what happens in this book? We start off with the main character, and she's this rich, successful woman in, where else? New York City, baby! So she gets engaged to her long-term boyfriend, and he's in, like, finance, like, where all the rich, eligible bachelors are usually doing, they're usually in finance, okay? So they get engaged, and she thinks that they're, like, two peas in a pod, like, they're, like, soulmates forever. And the night of the engagement, she gets a dream. And the contents of this dream is a little disturbing. And I just don't even know if you can call it a dream. Like, I don't know if it's like a fever, a hot flash, a premonition, a vision, if she's hallucinating, but this is the dream. So she wakes up in a new apartment from the one that she's currently in. She's got a new engagement ring on from the one she currently has. And she's got a new man from the one she currently has. So when she wakes up, she's got a lot of fucking questions, bitch, because she is like, what? Excuse me? So you're gonna tell me I'm in my early 30s, but then in my mid 30s, I'm gonna have a huge life change. But she's not freaked out enough to really act on the dream because fast forward, four and a half years later, note the four and a half years later because this is when shit pops off, hence the book's title in five years. So four and a half years later, she meets her bestie's boyfriend. And when she meets her boyfriend, she is like a distraught woman in the police station doing a police lineup because she sees the best friend's boyfriend and she's like, that's him. That's the man. That's the man that was in my dream. That's the man that I was fucking in my dream. That's the man that apparently gave me the new ring that I got. That's the man that was in my apartment. So pause. You're probably thinking, is there backstabbing, juicy drama, secrets, lying, cheating that's gonna go on? No, none of that, okay? And it's just like, why? I'd rather have that kind of plot than the plot that this author gave us. Fast forward a little bit, you know, like a few more months, the bestie and the, and the boyfriend, they get engaged. So they're like, it's like two couples of fiancés right now. But once they get engaged, they find out that the bestie actually has terminal cancer and she's gonna die soon. So with this information in mind, the main character, best friend, and the best friend's fiance, all three of them spend time together to take care of the bestie while she's sick. And the best friend has two wishes for the main character. The first one is she wants the main character to break up with her fiance because she's like, I don't think you guys are a good match. and I don't think you're actually in love with him because you've been engaged for four and a half years and you haven't gotten married yet. And I'm like, true, because you don't get engaged to stay engaged. You get engaged to get married. You get engaged to lock it down. You don't get engaged to just chill. So that I was like, reasonable, I understand. 
The second one is some real rich people shit that I have never heard of, but it's a cute idea in theory. The best friend buys and decorates an apartment for the main character to start her new life in, contingent on wish number one of her breaking up with her fiance and actually starting a new life, which mm, she does. Those are the two wishes. And this apartment that the best friend gifts the main character is the same apartment that the main character had in her dream. That's that. Then the best friend dies, Fast forward like the few, like the what, the last five pages of the book, the main character does end up grief fucking her dead best friend's now ex-fiance who was very much alive. And that's the end of the book, end scene, end story, fiend, period, done, like that's it. It, I just, I was speechless. Cause I was like, why did I just waste 15 Canadian dollars on this book for this, why? I do not recommend this book whatsoever. First of all, if I was the best friend that had died, number one, no one is getting with my man after I die. If he outlives me, no one is getting with him. And I will make sure of that. I am with God, him with the capital H, with all knowing, all being, all present power and shit, okay? And that is my mission. You are not gonna be getting with anybody else. I made you happy and that's that, okay? Second, my friend is not going to be fucking my man either after I'm gone because I'm also going to get God's permission to send her straight to hell. That's not going to happen. And vice versa. If I was the main character, I would not even bother with my dead best friend's boyfriend slash fiance slash husband slash lover slash ex anyways. Any significant other of my friends, if anything, is like an acquaintance to me. So acquaintances slash friends, taking that in mind, friends don't touch each other's genitals. Friends don't get into each other's genitals. That's what they're called friends. And don't come up with the whole friends with benefits thing because that's a whole nother issue within itself. But just straight up friends, period. Mm -mm, you don't do that. Even if I was the main character and I did get with the boyfriend, I would have already set my RSVP to hell by doing that. I would have just told Satan, Morningstar, the devil himself, listen, I would love to be here. I would just die to be here. Make sure I get a front row seat to all torture and damnation in hell. Hell hath no fury like a woman that is scorned and the author does not understand that. And she also doesn't get that friends and friends lovers, it's like a here and there situation, friends, I'm here. Lovers, you're over there. And this is the line that divides us. Don't, Don't trespass. trespass. So there was absolutely no evidence to back up the author's, I think, intended moral of the story being like, you know, we're two souls intertwined forever over the special bond of this person. And we're going to understand each other like nobody else can because of what we've been through. I love you and you love me and you're my part-time lover and I'm yours too, but I'm also your friend for life. This mojo jojo spiritual, let's pray to the rock ship. So all in all, I didn't like it. I didn't understand it and I would never buy it again. And that concludes this book review. So this is a mini story time and it has absolutely no significance or meaning to it. I thought it was funny, so I wanted to share it with you. So I hate haunted houses, but time and time again, I find myself in them because of pressure and FOMO. So I make the bad decision to decide to go 
So this story is maybe around like, oh my god, three or four years ago, I went to the Toronto haunted house one called Screamers downtown, and it's pretty big, and I'm sure many of you have gone before. So the year that I went, it was in a really big warehouse, because I don't know if they do the same thing every year or if it's different, but the year that I went, it was a really, really big warehouse, and they had like six or seven smaller haunted houses within the whole warehouse. So every haunted house is a different theme. When you're on the like the public floor, like you're not in a haunted house, but you're like in the actual warehouse, it's like that's still haunted too. Like that's like it's like a whole it's like a haunted house inside of a haunted house. And so I went with a friend and at first I thought I would just go with this other person and it's gonna be fine. But then when I got there, I got so scared and I'm like, I actually can't go in the house. Like I'm gonna stay out here in the general public area by myself because I cannot go in the house house or houses when my friend was like okay fine like I'll go on my own and you can stay here I was like wait actually if I stay out here by myself in the general public area like I'm not gonna survive either because it's also haunted like they have people running around in masks with chainsaws and, and chains and knives and shit in the general area to scare you. They even have like a little mini food court where they have like pizza pizza and hot dogs and drinks and stuff. And that area has the chairs and the tables and stuff and it's fenced off, but the people will still come up and scare you. If I was trying to eat pizza and I'm like mid bite and you wanna freaking, you know, tap me on the shoulder and scream in my ear and I choke, who is liable for it? Sure as hell not me because you motherfucking scared me when you knew I was gonna put that pizza in my mouth. And you decided to do that to me anyways. So I was kind of thinking like, if I stand here by myself and they see me as like a 5'3 when I stand up straight, Asian female, young looking, and I'm by myself, I'm gonna be annihilated. They're gonna kill me. So I was like, okay, I will go with you to my friends to go into the house. So when I was in the house, I was like, why am I here? Like I was like getting so anxious, not even anxious where it's like a medical condition, but just anxious like fuck. I just want to get to the end of the fucking route. I'm over this. So I'm in the house. I had this, you know, really good idea. And I was like, let me just close my ass with the whole thing because we were holding hands. So I'm like, okay, like, it's okay if we hold hands because my friend will lead me and then I won't have to look at anything because I have a leader. So I'm like, let me close my eyes. So we walk into this new room and this girl whispers into my ear like, I'm gonna kill you. Something really messed up and I tripped. And then right after I tripped, she broke character. And she was like, oh my God, are you okay? You have to be careful. Like, are you all right? Are you hurt or anything? Bitch, do not break character. Back the fuck up for me and don't act like you feel bad for me. And so I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then I kept walking because I think I was just pissed after. I'm like, I can't believe she fucking did that. You wanna scare me? You wanna ask me if I'm okay after you scared me? Bitch, don't fucking play with me. It was like, no, I'm not okay. But thanks for asking. And while you're at it, you can clean up the piss that I just left for you there because I was scared the whole freaking time. And heart issues run in my family, so I could literally keel over and die in a haunted house. How pathetic would that be? Where the actors and actresses break character? Yeah, no thanks. I'd rather die in a real haunted house. And be on some real Ghostbuster shit, you know? The last topic that is going to conclude today's episode is unpopular opinion. And my unpopular opinion is I think Chet Hanks is kind of cute, but in a gross way. Put in a gross way in parentheses. So if you don't know who he is, I'm going to let you look him up for yourself because that is a whole adventure and you're going to have so much fun with it. So thank me later. But for those that know who he is, what do you think of what I just said? Do you hate me? Because if you do, I don't care. He's kind of cute. So I actually made a list, a really small list of why I think he's, you know, kind of C-U-T-E. First of all, he's Tom Hanks' son. So he comes from a pretty good background. Yes, I said Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks that we love in Toy Story. You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, Forrest Gump, the movie where he played that pilot that landed the plane in the Hudson River and saved all those people. That movie. Okay, so he comes from a really good background. That's one. Two, he's an aspiring rapper. 
I mean, yes, he's mid-30s, hasn't really made anything much of himself besides being Tom Hanks' son with this whole rap career, but he's trying, okay? Let's give him some credit. Three, he's Rihanna approved. Bad gal Ruby follows him on Instagram. Don't believe me? Look that shit up. And lastly, he has a really great imagination and is super creative because sometimes he thinks he's Jamaican. Oh, you know what? I actually forgot something. He's a baby daddy. And he seems like he's doing an okay job. I mean, he has money from his family, so I'm guessing this kid's living all right. So yes, that... Now, this is my final conclusion. That is the end of episode three. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for a new episode next week because yes, bitch, we're consistent, we're here, and we're working. And I also want to thank everyone for the feedback that I've been getting. I'm working really hard to talk about things that are interesting and funny for everybody. And until next time, bye.